The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Get fired up. Oh, yeah. Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio. audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh, yeah, the new theme song can only mean one thing. It's SOC time. Time for injection. Time for that performance-enhancing audio. Uh, We got a little MMA bonus for you this week. All kinds of fired up for the return of fights. The only game in town, UFC Fight Night in Las Vegas. As we record this today on Wednesday, everything passed in the Nevada Commission meeting. UFC cleared for the Apex on Saturday. Boxing, by the way, will return on June 9th, a Tuesday night with a top-ranked card. So it's good to get everything back. And as you heard earlier this week on our MMA preview with Sugar Rashad Evans and myself firing you up, getting you ready for this card, uh, there's some good fights. And we got four of the fighters on the card right now today. Arguably the two fights I am most interested in we're going to chat with former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns riding that five-fight win streak. This welterweight main event, five rounds, the deep waters it could go. Uh, you're going to hear Tyron. Maybe it's you almost a forgot time. You're going to hear Gilbert Burns telling you why he's ready right now to go five rounds. Will not be a problem. And also the preliminary main event, very interesting. A little pro wrestling style narrative here. As Antonina Shevchenko, yes, the younger sister of your flyweight champion, Valentina, going to go in there against Valentina's last opponent, Caitlin Chukagian. And a little little bit of bingo here. Vegas liking Valentina. I'm sorry, Antonina, despite much less experience having installed her as the slight favorite. We're going to talk to both how Caitlin Chukagian can bounce back from that title defeat. This will be her third fight since November, so she's looking to stay active. And really how Antonina can make a name for herself separate from her sister. Uh, yeah, man, it's the SOC, so encouragement out there. If you like what you hear each week, Sugar Rashad Evans, myself, our fun and games box show with the great Rafe Bartholomew, please get out there and give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, I don't know, uh, Grindr, wherever you can find, whatever app can play this, please get out there and let everyone know you're listening. Uh, how about you spread the word on social media, tell a friend, right? Ring up a friend, say, hey, you like MMA, you got to hear this pod, all right? Sugar Rashad, your boy BC, bringing it every single week. And if not, if you can't pay back this free audio with a nice little review, then uh, you're going to have to fight me, okay? That's that's the challenge. I didn't come here to do no challenges. I came here to fight. Put me in a ring. Fight me. Thank you, Rashad. Thank you. Fight me. Yeah, bring it. All right. Well, I mean, will somebody, will somebody bang with me? Let me bang with somebody. Shout out to Casey Kenny, who will be on uh, Saturday's card in a bantamweight bout with Louis Smolka uh, for that soundbite. But uh, yeah, fired up to share this sound with you. Special thanks to the folks at UFC for getting us ready. Uh, UFC 250, of course, one week later 
at the Apex in Vegas. It's good that UFC has been able to get back to their home. And, uh, you know, it limits the amount of travel that the whole operation has to do if they can just keep everything contained there at the Apex. Uh, hopefully the fighters keep staying safe with the travel, with the testing upon arrival and all that. UFC amping up their testing process for this Saturday after, you know, a little bit of the... Uh, uh, the critical reactions to how things went down in Jacksonville. Although, look, all things considered, three fight cards, eight nights, UFC was certainly able to pull that off. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? You're going to do what I want you to do, and that's just the bottom line. Thank you, Rashad. Um, that's the deal there. And uh, 25-foot octagon is another topic of interest that we'll bring up here today. UFC going with the smaller size from the Dana White Contender Series from the WEC back in the day. So that will be interesting to see which fighters end up holding an advantage because of that and whether we'll just see all action all the time. Wow, getting me fired up. Don't need any extra medication for that. No more dick pills, right? Thank you, John. Thank you, indeed. Uh, hey, the SOC, as we mentioned, always has you covered, whether it's uh, bonus interviews, uh, the box pod this week, looking at the return of that sport with Rafe Bartholomew, always having fun, always laughing, and, of course, the MMA pod setting you up knocking it down with the with the breakdown afterwards. Also encourage you to check out CBS Sports HQ with uh, UFC being the only game in town at the moment. Your boys BC and Sugar Rashad getting a lot of face time on there, uh, specifically this Saturday after the fights, right after. Head on over to your live, free, streaming, 24-7 network, CBS Sports HQ to check me out. I'll be voicing highlights, providing analysis, all that good stuff uh all that and then some tall pale uh, handsome it's your boy bc uh here's what we're gonna start off with though uh we'll start off by telling you that you know it's not just fighting this weekend it's obviously college football inching closer so here's what i want you to do the cover three podcast and cbs sports they're bringing it just like this one and it's the perfect time to unveil off season rankings cover three has been counting down their preseason top 25 in separate episodes and this week they're going to focus on the top five and don't worry about a huge time commitment they got you covered because chip patterson and company have been breaking down each team in their hurry up hot seat series in 15 minutes or less so you know you want to find out how clemson and ohio state will rank in the preseason, bringing back the two top QBs in the nation. You want to find out if Alabama can crack the top three after losing Tua? Well, each day this week, Cover 3 has all your answers about the very best teams in the nation. Download, subscribe, all those places we mentioned, Apple Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Check out Cover 3. And by the way, tell them BC sent you. Uh, I wish I wish I had the uh, the ability to add in like a beer koozie, you know. Tell them BC sent you. Leave a five-star review. And, uh, you know, you get a cold one. You get you get one to cover your cold one. All right. Uh, I'm fired up. Uh, always encourage you as well to check out Morning Combat. It's normally every Monday at noon Eastern on YouTube. Luke Thomas and I, under the Showtime flag, bringing you all the hottest takes from boxing, MMA, a lot of laughter in between. Because of the holiday this week, we are going live on Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. Do not miss that. Uh, a, lot, a lot of good stuff going on in the Viacom CBS family. Uh, Going to have an interview next week with the great Ryan Bader, two-division champion in Bellator. And, uh, yeah, we're bringing it, okay? We're slaying. We're bringing all that, all right? So, uh, yeah, celebrate. Celebrate already, okay? All right, GSP, because you don't belong here. GSP, I don't know what I need to do. You want me to beat some sense into you? You don't belong here. 
You're gonna get crushed. Yeah, yeah. Gotta back out. Yeah, George. Get out of this thing while you still can. This is my fight. This is my fight, and I'll be there as soon as sooner than you, mother. Sooner than you, mother. Oh, too bad you got knocked out. Oh, wow. Um, Luke's a heartbreaker, man. Not just uh outside of the cage. But, uh, man, I was ready for that guy to finish Bizping, become, you know, in the argument for, for the best pound for pound fighter. And then he just keeps, uh, a lot of stop start, a lot of breaking our hearts, breaking his hearts indeed. But, uh, hey, why don't they run the Weidman? Give me Rockhold Weidman, too. Give it to me. I'm looking right here above my shoulder at the poster in my office of the original Rockhold Weidman, too, at UFC 199. It did not happen. You have to wonder how history would have been different. I, uh, this week on CBSSports.com, we counted down the 10 greatest middleweights in MMA history from our expert panel. And that was one of the tougher ones to do because of that, because you've got Andy Silva. You know, you got you, you got you some Anderson who we, we certainly all love. I love it. I love it, man. Thank you. Uh, and then it's like, uh, who do you love next? You know, between Weidman, Rockhold, Bizping, uh, Belfort, Musasi, Rich Franklin, it's all kind of even. It's all kind of even in there. So, uh, you know, as long as we're not holding anything, anything against 2013 TRT Mohawk Belfort, then it's an interesting discussion. But uh, how about some discussions with the fighters from this Saturday's UFC card in Vegas? Here's where we're going to start. Gilbert Burns, your red-hot welterweight contender. Really interesting chat to find out more about who he is, what he's bringing to the table on Saturday night. Followed directly by Caitlin Chukagian, Antonina Shevchenko, and on the backside, the chosen one, T. Wood, Tyron Woodley. You know your boy BC is going to get in there and figure out uh, what does he have to prove? Because this has been a year off, and this has been, uh, you know, rags to riches to rags, right? That's, you know, top of the pops to the bottom. Uh, yet a big victory on Saturday could get him right back there in an Usman title fight. Uh, he's going to let you know why he believes Usman's using Conor McGregor's name a lot lately. And uh, all that and more Colby Covington talk. So you're going to enjoy it. Catch me on the back end. Coming at you. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Gilbert Burns, how are you, man? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, this is the big time on Saturday, Gilbert Burns. How different does this one feel? Uh, be honest, feel normal, feel like you're not really fighting, no emotionals, no, I try to, to stay, I try to stay relaxed, do everything that I do, normal, five weeks, for sure, I'm a little bit more excited with the opportunity, the big opportunity, fight a former champ, first main event, but <laughs> it's normal, as of right now, it's still normal, five weeks, training, cutting weight, all, all normal. Uh, what do you think about these betting odds? Because everyone in the media seems to like you, but Vegas still likes Woodley right now. 
I don't mind. I, you know, people have their favorites. People like it. I don't. I'm not focused on that. I'm not putting my energy on that. But I, I just believe it get a lot of chances. And people are a little bit looking on that a little bit it doesn't bother me. I don't mind. But Saturday, I think I'm going to shock a lot of people. Well, you're going to have that opportunity. A lot of people have a chance to know your name if they don't already. What has been the secret? for you going on this hot streak, five-fight win streak, but not just that, the striking mixed with the ground game. What's been the secret in your growth? Uh, the secret is a lot of things that I've been changing, getting better on my game, but I think it was a couple things. First of all, not cutting weight anymore, not going crazy to lightweight, doing my real division that's uh, a welterweight. Uh, being willing to fight, you know, anyone, anywhere, anytime, I proved that. They offered me a couple times to say yes. And uh, in my results, being, 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 you know, being finishing these guys, Damian Maia, Gunnar Nelson, Kuchenko, a couple guys, and asking for fighters and calling everyone out. And uh, But I think it was a lot of chance that I did. In the beginning of my career, I was just a grappling guy, but I, would love, I got in love with the striking. And uh, I decided to put all my energy on striking. I kind of ended up to stop grappling a little bit because I want to get better on my on my striking. Even on the, on the practice, I wasn't shooting so much for a takedown. I was just trying to bang, trying to get better, kickboxing, boxing. And uh, got to a point that my time was off for the takedowns. You know, I, because I wasn't shooting so much. I just want to strike, strike, got in love with the strike. And after a couple of defeats, I think for Dan Hooker, for the other guys, it's just like, okay, I'm getting a lot better on strike. I'm going to keep on doing, but I need to go back to my roots. You know, I got to right. come back to pizza. So I start shooting more. I got back to, to I, I live in South Florida, so I was looking for the toughest training. And I found Wagner Rocha, a cyborg, and I started doing forces with these guys and putting a lot of training. And I think now the biggest the biggest thing on my channel right now is the, is the grappling. I'm grappling a lot more, and I did a lot of grappling competition, tournament, just to go back in a good timing, you know, be with the current jiu-jitsu guys, and I level up my jiu-jitsu, and on the same time, I don't know what happened, but that makes me kind of flow a little bit more with striking, you know, and then I, I'm, I start mixing things up more with grappling, wrestling, and striking, and I think it's perfect on my game than just striking, just jiu-jitsu. And I think that mixing, and we uh, know a lot of things that I didn't change, but the mixing, going back to jiu-jitsu, you know, like right. get my roots very strong, and uh, and doing that mix is, is just doing better for my game. I've noticed something, Gilbert. Your smile has gotten bigger when you're inside the cage. I feel like you're the happiest fighter when you are inside there and they close that cage door. 100%. I love to be there. I feel that's my house. And uh, that's why I can't wait to compete. And uh, right now, I don't need to do the crazy weight cut. If they call one week and I'm, and I'm always training, the only time that I'm not training is one week after the fight because my my strength conditioning coach, my my physical therapist, they it's a mandatory a week after the fight you don't train. That's the only week I'm not training. After that, guess what? So June first, I don't know what day is Monday, I believe it's June first, I'm not training. 
other week, June 8th, if I'm not wrong, I'm training, I'm back training. So if they call me any time, or oh, do you want to fight, you want to fit in for this, I'm going to be fighting. So I love to fight, I love to compete. And another thing too, that's how I get better. That's how I improve. I think that's why a lot of guys improve, like Kamalo. He was the guy that he was good at the gym. He was competing, but as soon as he started getting a lot of fights, fights after fights, he, he, boom, he became a champion because he was improving so much with the competition. It's the same way I feel. When I get in the octagon and happy, I'm, I know I'm going to improve. I know I'm going to get better, and I'm going to get paid for that, and I just, I just love to compete. All right, when you watched the fight, when Kamaru took the title from Woodley, what did you learn about how to fight Tyron Woodley? I learned a lot. I I, I talked to Kamaru a lot. I will. I watched. I watched a ton of fight. I'm a little nerd in there. I like to watch all the clips, and make my notes, and uh, I think that's the key to beat Tyron Woodley. If we look back a little bit, we saw Tyron Woodley, Tyron defense. Okay, he beat. Robbie Lawler never gave the, the rematch again. They tried to make the rematch and he never gave the rematch. And after that, he beat guys that are good at one thing. Uh, let's say first guy was uh, Stephen Thompson that is only karate guy. He know uh, when a boy not going to shoot on Tyron Woolley. Then he beat Damian Maia. He know Damian Maia not going to strike on Tyron Woolley. Then he beat Darren Till. He know Darren Till not going to shoot on Tyron Woolley. But if we look back a little bit, Roddy McDonald, he does everything. He kicks, he punches, he shoots, took him down, dominating him. Then we go, Jake shoots. Awkward style, punch, kick, shoot, beat Tyron Woodley. Come out, just did the same. He went there. I'm not just going to wrestle. I'm not just going to do I'm going to think. I'm going to put pressure. I'm going to kick. I'm going to punch. I'm going to take you down. And that's it. Another domination. I think. Tyrone can come the way he wants, and I know that I need to mix things up, and that's what I'm doing better right now. I think I'm going to mix. I hit hard. I have a great jiu-jitsu. I can wrestle. I have a guess thing that they hit don't imagine, and I think that's the key. Put pressure. He's going to come with a big overhand, right? And the way I see, I just got to embrace the strong, keep my hands up, keep moving, making guys sink, you know, punch, kick, mix everything, and I'm going to get the win on Saturday. But if you get a win on Saturday, is there any problem that people might want to start seeing you against Kamaru? Would you guys fight each other if you had to? Yeah, for sure we fight each other if we have to, for sure. And uh, he's professional, I'm professional. The champions, you know, the champion of the UFC, he's in the best place. He, I think he makes, for sure, he makes more money. He, make, he has more opportunity. That's what I want. I want to be the champion. And, I have nothing but respect for Kamar, but he knows if, if I'm beating Tyron Woodley, I think it depends on the performance. If I beat Tyron Woodley the way that I want to beat Tyron Woodley, yeah, next will be Kamar, but I still got a, a big work to do on Saturday. But yeah, I have no problem to find Kamar. All right, Gilbert, the octagon, 25 feet, no 30 feet on Saturday. Who's that going to favor? For sure, it favors me. That guy not going to run. I'm going to be on his face the whole entire fight, and I'm going to embrace the storm, and I can't wait. Uh, you going to have a close-up here. UFC is the only sport happening at the moment, MMA. So you have an opportunity on Saturday to, to become a star for people that don't know you. What should they know about you, the person, outside of you as the fighter? 
outside of just a daddy, a guy that came from a lot of Brazilians, a lot of guys came from humble beginnings as me, a daddy, two kids, husband, Christian, hungry to fight, hungry to compete, Brazilian, now living in South Florida, Jiu-Jitsu world champion, and soon UFC champion. Do you think that Tyron Woodley still has the fighting heart of a champion at age 38? I believe he does. I believe it will be a, a, a tough fight. Uh, I believe it will be a war, but I know what I have to do to beat Tyron Woodley. But for sure, I believe he's still danger. He's still going to come. He's still going to swing as hard as he can. But I, I can't wait for that. I'm excited for that fight. And I believe I'll beat Tyron Woodley. And I'll beat the best Tyron Woodley. Now, how do you know, Gilbert? that if this fight goes five rounds, that you're ready for the deep waters. I love the deep waters, bro. I've been there a couple of times in training. In, in competition, I did two, five. Uh, I fight two, twice from five rounds, but I finished the fight on the first round. And I would get there, but it got that in session. I got my conditioning coach, my strength conditioning coach for the IHP, the Institute of Human Performance. They've been doing an amazing job, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to show everybody. That's why I, I, sometimes I don't even want the fight to go too quick. If it goes quick, better, but I want to be able to do fire rounds and shock everybody, just show my gas tank and, and my conditions for five, right, for I five rounds. I love it. Uh, I've seen Kamaru in the news where he said, I want to fight Jorge, I want to fight Connor. somebody step up. If Connor McGregor skipped you guys in line and got the title shot. How would you feel about that? I'll feel great. I wanna I wanna fight for the title after this fight. First of all, like you said, I first of all I need to beat Tyron Woolley. But beating Tyron Woolley, especially with a great performance or with the finish and TKO knockout or submission for sure be next. And that's what I'm looking for, you know, it's going to be a little awkward because we're trying to get I don't know if me or him got to move out to do a camp I don't know how we're going to do but he's professional I'm professional I have no problem you know fighting for I would just fight Kamaru if if it's for the title no if it's not for the title it doesn't make sense but if it's for the title for sure we're fighting but would you be mad if if McGregor got the title shot before you if McGregor got a title shot at welterweight before you would you be upset uh it's gonna come a lot of money for Kamara. I'll be happy for Kamara, but yeah, I don't know. I think if he does fight, then I'll fight Kobe or any one of these guys. But I, I was still gonna compete anyway. You know, I am. I I love to fight. I'm not gonna be waiting. Uh, if Connor comes, I just see as a great opportunity to Kamara to make a lot of a ton of money. For the division in a in bigger map, everybody gonna look at the division, and uh, I'll make another fight. But uh, it is what it is, you know. Connor has all the guys have a lot of power right now. If he decides to go, he goes, and he's gonna make a maximum division. But on the same time, on the other hand, I'm happy for Kamara. If he makes that ton of money, I'll be happy for the guy, you know. So it is what it is. I hope he don't come, but if he come, he's okay. I fight Kobe. I respect that a lot. I w- last question I wanted to ask you was, are you preparing any differently given that this will be an empty arena? You'll be able to hear your coaches better. You'll be able to hear the announcers. It'll be a different experience than usual. Does that change anything for you? 
No, I, I already I already felt that. I was in the, in the Brasilia. In the, I fought them in my, I was in the first event with MP Arena. That was my first co-main event. I got, I felt all that. I felt, I heard all my coaches, heard That's his right, coach yeah. only, walk off already. The, the UFC Brasilia was with no, no crowd as well. That was the first one before the, the whole pandemic. I forgot about but, that. Yeah, I was the, there. What was that yeah, like? Yeah, I was there. Was it easy? Uh, no, it was different because it was silence. Usually when we warming up, we listen to the crowd. When we walk in, we listen to the crowd. When you put your music and walk in, you hear the crowd. And that was silence. That was so weird. And, uh, but yeah, I hear that. I'm ready for all that. And I cornered you. I cornered my guy, Vicente Luca. I was there in the first event in Jacksonville when he fought Nico Price. I was there. I see the whole thing. I never be in the Apex. We'll be there only Friday for the weigh-ins. I never be in the Apex. But yeah, being on two shows already with Empty Arena, I'm ready for that. All right, Gilbert. Great talking to you. Great to get to know you. I'm sure the, the fans are going to get to know even more on Saturday. Best of luck. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And get that, get that win, buddy. I will, Brian. Thank you so much. How's everything? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. This Good. is... This is busy fighting three times since November here, Caitlin. You're not messing around. No, I'm trying to get this stuff. I'm getting these fights in. And it's actually my, it'll be four fights in a calendar year because I fought June last, last summer. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> Why was it important coming off the title loss to, to get back so quick for you? Um, honestly, for me, like whenever, you know, when you get a loss, it, it definitely sucks. You know, there's, there's no easy way to put it, but, uh, you know, I think obviously the best way to get over a loss is to get a win. So I had, you know, for the most part, no injuries. So I was like, all right, well, I'm in shape. Like, let's go, let's get the fight. I want to get another fight before the summer. Cause, uh, you know, I live in long Island. So summer's pretty fun there and I don't want to fight in, in the middle of the summer. So I was asking like, a week after my title fight, I was like, oh, can I get a fight? Can I get a fight? Like, I want to fight before, you know, May or whatever. And then the whole pandemic happened. So I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to get a fight, you know. And then luckily they had asked me in April, I think. April, April they're like, can you fight in two weeks against Antonia Shevchenko? Her opponent pulled out. I was like, okay. And then, um, you know, then it got pushed back. And so here we are. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Uh, look, the competitor in you, nobody wants to come off of a loss. What part of that loss eats at you the most that, that if you could run it back tomorrow, you know, that you're thinking about? Um, I mean, just not like getting, I don't know. I just get not getting caught in the position I got caught in. I mean, it was a, a frustrating because the position I got caught in in the finish, I wasn't like really getting hurt, but it was like following the rules or technically or she had my arm trapped, so we're not protecting yourself. But um, it sucks because, like, at the end, I was like, they stopped it. And I just stood up, and I was like, I'm fine, but I get it. I understand why they stopped it, but I wasn't, like, hurt. So it was – at the time, I was like, oh, I wish I just got, like, you know, submitted or, like, knocked out because, like, I was okay, you know? And it's kind of like – that's – it's a, a little frustrating, but um, but that's just how it is. I mean, yeah, I wish I could go back and – not get caught there and get the win, but, uh, you know, it is what it is and just got to move forward. You know, you had that opportunity in the title shot to be co-main event, to get, you know, top billing, to get the Royal treatment. Uh, how did you find that whole process? 
Um, it's kind of the same. I mean, it really didn't feel like that much different than other fights. I mean, you had a, more media obligations. If anything, that was pretty much it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty. It, it wasn't like as intense as, as I thought it would be. That's good. All right. So you're this fight is a good one on paper, no matter what the last name is. But it's getting a lot of extra attention for almost the pro wrestling side of it. Like you lose to one sister, well, you're going to get revenge against the other. How do you know? How much of that thought process came in when you were offered this fight? I know. I like. I feel like I'm like, oh, it's like such a disappointment because I'm not like I'm getting revenge, and I feel like that's what everyone wants me to say. But really, I'm like, I mean, it's a totally different fighter. It's not the same. I think people that like don't, I think people that don't really follow, you know, with MMA, especially like the women, they don't. They assume they see the last name, and they're like. Oh, she's now she's gonna fight her sister. She's gonna lose again. I'm like they're totally different fighters. Like you know, and you know, where some people don't even realize that it's not Valentina. They they think it's a rematch. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'd probably promote the fight a little bit better if I was like I'm getting revenge, but uh, that's not really so in my nature. I'm just here to fight, and it's you know, it's her sister, but it doesn't seem weird to me. It's just she's just a totally different fighter. Uh, certainly she is. No disrespect to Antonina, but she's not the great Valentina. In what ways are they different in your eyes? Well, I mean, Valentina's younger. I mean, if she's an older sister, if she was the same fighter as Valentina, she would be where Valentina is right now, but she, she's not. She's like in the, you know, she's not in the top 10, but she's new, to, kind of fairly new to the UFC, so she could easily work her way up there, but... um but yeah, they're they're totally different, and there's a there's a reason why Valentina is who she is, and we've known who she is for years. And there's a reason that Antonia is not there because they're not the same. But um, yeah, they're even watching their fights. You know, they they have a lot of different things. You know, I think Valentina's very well rounded. I think her wrestling is underrated, and um, whereas Antonia's, I think, has very good uh, basic uh, kickboxing striking. So, um, yeah, you know, I think they're, they're definitely different. Uh, when you found out this will be a smaller cage, does that change anything in this matchup for you? Um, not so much. I mean, I think it's actually like better. So it's just, you know, you're, I train in a small cage, so it's similar to what I, what I train in. And, you know, um, I've done a lot of boxing over the years and, um, you know, I'm used to sparring in a boxing ring, which is even smaller than that. So, that doesn't really affect me too much. Um, if anything, I just, I like it. It forces you to just kind of push the action a little bit more. And it's definitely more entertaining for the fight, uh, for the fans watching, I think. Um, so now you're not playing into the soap opera here and I can respect that, but if you beat that, if you <laughs> beat Antonina and Valentina might be there in the corner working it, I mean, do you give her the, the stink eye? Do you, do you call it, do you cut a promo on her? What happens next? I mean, I might have to now. Like I gotta, got to take my moment and, and use it for for my advantage you know maybe i'll like finish finish into and like step over her look at valentina <laughs> and be like you're next or something like that but maybe if i do that i'll, I'll get bumped up on the card a little bit more <laughs> uh look there's always pressure after a loss to come back you've never lost back-to-back -back fights do you feel any more pressure in from the standpoint of taking chances at all or altering your style to use this platform because this is a somewhat featured fight on this card and obviously with the only game in town uh with you know mma at the moment in the pandemic you could get a lot of eyes on you yeah i mean 
in a sense, like when you, I mean, I guess when you say it like that, it sounds like there would be more pressure for me, but you know, coming off of like the title shot, you know, all my fights for the past like year and a half have been, if you win this, you might get a title shot, you know, win this, you get a title shot. Don't, you can't lose because it'll be a couple more fights and it could be a whole nother year until you get that title shot. And, you know, that just happens. And now it's like, all right, it's kind of nice to have a fight where I don't have to worry about that. And the pre- so in a sense for me, I feel like the pressure's off where I can just focus on this fight, not worry about anything else. And it's just, this is, the, this is it. Just focus on this fight. You know, like to be, to be honest, I'm like 31 you know, I don't, I'm not going to be doing this like too much longer. So it's like, all right, let's just leave it all out in the cage. You know, no pressure, just have fun, do everything, you know, do everything you can. I can respect that for sure. Now, uh, not, you know, not, not going to stick my finger in the sore here or poke the bear, but uh, you're much more experienced on the professional level within the UFC as Antonina. I, I get her decorated background in different forms of martial arts, but Vegas likes her as the favorite right here. Does that, does that get you fired mm-hmm. up at all? Um, it doesn't get me fired up. I'm just kind of like confused when I saw that. I was like, I was like, wait, I think that the, like whoever made these betting odds are confused. Like I think they saw the last name and got confused because I don't understand how the, I was very shocked at the odds, but, um, but you know, I didn't, I don't really care about that. They're, they're close if anything. And, uh, it'll, my friends and people that know me and, People that really really know the know the deal, I'll give them an opportunity to make some money. All right. Was there any, uh, you know, look, the, everything about this pandemic is unprecedented for all of us in every possible way. Uh, how how crazy has it been for you? Whether it's you know trying to get your work in to make sure you're up to the level that you can be for this fight, plus the travel, all the you know the the fears that we all have. What what has this whole process been like for you? Um, I've been pretty lucky. You know, I tend to be a, a very positive person and you know I've kind of like not been freaked out since the beginning I don't know why I don't know part of me is like naive and doesn't I never watch the news so I don't know anything and I'm like everyone's like you need to watch the news I'm like why you guys are all freaking out stressing out I'm like I'm good I'm I you know I'm in my own little bubble everything's good I'm being safe but like not freaking out um so, yeah, I mean, it was nice to getting a fight because then it just gave me something to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm focused on my fight. I'm training every day. So it's almost like I'll go a couple of days with just train, you know, doing my normal all day training routine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I kind of forgot that everything's going on because like, you know, when I'm in camp, like I'm not going to restaurants, I'm not going out or doing anything. So it's like, you kind of like, I'm in my own little bubble. You kind of forget about everything, which is a little, you know, it's kind of nice, but, um, but yeah, it, it's just crazy times. Um, I'm just so fortunate. Like, you know, people are like, oh, is it hard to train? I'm like, dude, I'm not going to complain about training at all. Like, you know, my family owns small businesses. My my parents own a restaurant in Pennsylvania and my brother owns a small business. And they're, being, they're the ones that are being really affected by this. Um, for me, I'm like, I have the opportunity to fight and still work and make money. So like, I'm just really grateful for that because, you know, I seeing how this whole thing is affecting the economy and affecting small business owners is, is really scary. And um, I'm lucky that I'm in a position where I can still work. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah. I like that. I, I hadn't thought about it. until you put into those words that training camp already is like a quarantine, you know, you got to be focused and mm-hmm. keep that circle small. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, my biggest fear now, look, I'm going to be honest with you, Caitlin, my biggest fear in life is this COVID test when they stick the, the huge swab 
and, and scrape my brain. <laughs> I know it's coming. I'm going to eventually cover a fight. Have you had to go through that yet? What's it like? Yeah, so um, last week, you know, a couple of my teammates were fighting in Jacksonville, and I was watching the videos of them doing it, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so nervous for that. I was like, I'm more nervous for that, than the, way more nervous for that than the fight, you know? And um, they, so when I got here, they're like, okay, we're not doing the nasal swab anymore. We're just doing a throat swab. I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, they just do like the throat, like how they would do get tested for strep throat so that's what they were doing this week so I got tested yesterday and I was like oh I wish I knew this like all day like I was flying all day long and I was like waiting for that I was like oh my god I was like thank god so I didn't I got lucky I didn't have to do it I just did the throat swab and I'll get tested again on Friday I love it I love it I love it that like you know you you could get a spinning head kick or something but we're more worried about that damn swab I want nothing to do with it oh Uh, my god I don't want that in closing here uh, are there any more Shevchenkos you're going to fight after this, or is this the end of it? This is where we're going to put the rivalry to bed. Um, this will definitely be the, you know, the the end of Antonia. But you know, I would obviously, I'm down to fight Valentina again. You know, I mean, as soon as I could, that would be amazing. All so, right. well, best unless Antonia gets somehow gets the title at some point, then she'll be back in my radar. But get this win, and then I'm. Don't have to think about her anymore. But Valentina, if I could ever get that rematch, I'm obviously I'm always down for that. Well, if there's any other cousins or sisters, uh, they better watch out. You're coming for them as well. Great talking to you. Best of luck. Uh, stay healthy. All that. Can't wait to see the fight. Awesome. Thank you so much. Good, and I hope I'm getting a fired-up Tyron Woodley because every time I interview an edgy, fired-up Tyron Woodley, he wins on Saturday nights. I'm definitely fired up. I don't know if you're going to hear my voice because I'm, I'm I'm knocking off these LBs, but you know I'm definitely fired up, excited about the opportunity. Uh, excited to go out and show everybody what I'm made of and that I'm the best looking bit of all time. Uh, from the idea of how much you have to prove in this fight, uh, would you say this is the most? I don't have to prove anything, to be honest. You know, I think my resume speaks for, for itself. This is more so for myself to prove that I can go out and execute. It's not that I've lacked the skills, lacked the experience, or the preparation, but this is a time where I feel more committed. Um, got back to the basics, mentally sharp. Now you want to go out there and just, without even thinking, just freely execute, see something, attack it, and just, you know, make the least amount of mistakes as possible. That's what I'm really focused on. I'm not applying any additional pressure. But, you know, I got to do anything spectacular. I think if I fight my ability, I'm going to be spectacular anyway. You'd been on such an incredible run, Tyron, where I never thought you got the respect you deserved for being so efficient, for disarming your opponents with the biggest thing they brought to the table. Uh, Do you feel like that all went away with one loss, that people are now just like... You know, he was never that guy. I I feel like I've never seen one fighter get less love at the highest level than you. You know, our, our fans, you know, we get so much opportunity to watch the UFC. We get so much access. They, they're very close to us, whether it's the Expo or on Twitter, you know, or just bumping into us at the MGM brand. Our fans have more access to us than any other professional athlete in the history of sports. So their opinions are going to be higher. The one thing that also goes with that is a short-term memory. Once you go out there and you perform, you execute, you show them what you was made of, 
And they actually forget your last performance. And if you put a stream of them together, it wipes away from their mind. So all I got to do is just focus on Saturday, focus on the performance, and whatever comes after that and whatever perception people had of me and whatever, you know, goals I have for my career, they're all going to be solved with just one performance. So I'm just going to go out there and focus on that and um, let my work speak for me. Uh, with all due respect, Tyron, your fight against Kamaru, I was waiting for the Woodley of old to jump through the screen, and it didn't happen. In hindsight, what do you what do you point to to for that reason? You know, I don't know, but it definitely wasn't the Woodley. Now. My body was there, but my spirit wasn't there. You know, um, he beat up on Tyron with Michelle, and to be honest, if it had been me fighting me, I would have knocked me out. And um, you know. I, I think the fact that I was even able to complete the entire five rounds without being finished, just where I was at, I don't remember the fight. It was just like, it was a spacey moment for me. Um, and I just couldn't put my thumb on why it happened. And, you know, what went wrong? But at the end of the day, it made me stronger. I came back. I refocused. I dedicated myself back to the sport. I fell back in love with the training and, and just the, the, the breaking the person down. And I didn't shy away from it having somebody on my back and putting me in an arm bar and going for neck locks or getting hit with a big shot or somebody coming forward, giving me their best. And, you know, I embrace that destroying account. And I think that's going to that pay off and we're going to see the results every Saturday. Are you more the kind of guy who, after a defeat, it fuels you to be better or it's easy for you to put those negative thoughts away for good? I mean, if you look at my resume, every time I've lost, you know, the three times fighter Usman, my next fight was a KO victory. When I lost to Jay Markov, I knocked out. The next fight was JL, I knocked out. When I lost to Jake Shields, my next fight was Kasha's knockout. When I lost to Ray McDonald, my next fight was Tony and Kim knockout. So I, I've shown that I've bounced back and I've bounced back and basically put the message across. And that's why I've just, you know, I think I was like 9 and 20 or something like that in the UFC. Just for like 12 fights, I've had five fights in the world title. I mean, actually six. I won, I won five world titles in one of my losses, but I had six world title fights out of those songs. That's not by design. That's by fighting, former champions, former title contenders, number one contenders. And I rolled the dice big, and a lot of times I came out on top. So, you know, I'm always up for the challenge. Uh, a lot of talk about the 25-foot cage as opposed to the 30. I talked to Gilbert today. He says 100% that favors him because he's going to be able to get to you quicker. How do you react to that change in dimensions of the cage? You know, um, I think that in a, in a smaller cage, you get more action. And sometimes you don't know what they wish for. Sometimes you don't get more action. And it could be the action being... So at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm better fighting 25, 31. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's not, you know, making a difference in the because it's not the same. You know, you may be used to taking, you know, a couple steps back and you're circling off. Now you take one step back, you have your back to the side now. So for me, um, I had already been addressed with him that because if I was looking at him to fight you, the time that came up short, or either maybe not the whole fight, but the moments in a where you know the other person looked like they were getting advantage is when I was backing up and when I was against the cage. So that's something that in training, one of those things that I said before, we try to just do the key stuff. That's the stuff that's not We call solutions for that. So if he feels as if 
you know, uh, you're going to be shot in the Will you need to use your wrestling to win this fight at all? And to be honest, you know, um, I feel like I'm under the fighter where I don't have to use any specific. I can go out there and just wrestle and fight if I want to. You guys will like it. It wouldn't be something that everybody would be talking about on Sunday. But if I needed to do that, I feel confident that most, most world weight in the, in the division, I'll be able to do that and get the victory. If I wanted to just do striking, I'm confident I could do that against anybody. If I wanted to just sludge and brawl, I'm confident against anybody. If I want to just instruct you, and I thought, let's play fighter. Maybe I found Leo Machida and Wonderboy Thompson, I would have to use him and Leo to two of the best that ever came in there. So, I thought each style, that's the, that's the benefit and the luxury that I have that I really, you know, I really rely on is that I thought the best scrapplers, the best clay fighters, the best fighters, the best KO artists, the best freestyle fighters, the best up-and-coming fighters, taught them all. And he brings the element of the power, which I've dealt with before, the grappling, which I dealt with before, the hunger, which I had, had as an upcoming fighter. You know, so I remember it real, real vividly. And also just, you know, um, coming off a big win and having that confidence. So I take everything in perspective when I'm playing a far fight. I don't just look at, you know, a few fights. I look at a lot of the fights. I look at the growth. I look at the training camp. I look at, you know, how would I prepare to fight me. And when we did all our studying, I just feel comfortable with the game plan we came up with. And it's, it's got a lot of room for you know, um, audibles, you know, if something's not going right, it's a lot of room for to, to switch it back up and do something different. Uh, Tyron, everyone's going to ask about age, probably for the rest of your career, but you're, despite being 38, I mean, in incredible shape, and you, you still look like the old, uh, you know, the young strike force guy jumping through the cage. So um, are you just better at masking the natural you know, ways that age slows you down as a fighter, or, or is it just not going to happen? You're not going to hit that wall. You know, I just didn't take a lot of damage in my career, to be honest. You know, I've only had one fight that I can look back and say I really incurred a lot of damage in that fight. You know, back when I fought Nate Marquardt. So, at the end of the day, I think it's something to do with that. Also, at a very, very early stage of my career, I made a commitment to focusing a lot on striking, focusing a lot on um, getting away from the bottom and a lot of them being, you know, in the ground and position on top. So I really dedicated 85% of my training to the arts that I didn't have yet. You know what I mean? So I didn't go out there and just cover me with rely on all my wrestling training or all my jiu-jitsu stuff or, or just strike. I focused on where I thought the sport was going in five years. And, and luckily for me and the people that were around me that, that we sat down and we had these conversations in 2008, we were right. It was going to be geared for very athletic, very high-level strikers, very explosive guys that were going to be getting up, getting away, and back on their feet, and punching the defense. And that's what the sport really ended up. So you look at a good fight that's pretty similar. You don't really look in the Hoist Gracie days and say the grappling and stuff is a good fight unless the guy gets the finish. And it's going to be very tough you know, for Dylan Burns to submit me with a finish. You know what I mean? He has great jiu-jitsu. He's a world-class jiu-jitsu player. But sometimes when you have a guy that has good, strong base, good awareness, good IQ, also strong level jiu-jitsu, not, you know, just like he shouldn't compare his record to mine, I'm not going to compare my jiu-jitsu level to his. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to look at what he's done and look at his world championship 
I'm going to say if this is just a pure grapple match, I'm going to say he has the advantage. But it's a much more small fight. And you look at the other glaring advantages, my takeout defense is probably the best in the, the welterweight division. That's even after having a, a night of not showing up against Eastman and being taken down several times. Statistically, I'm just showing that my takedown defense is impeccable. So he's going to have to work. And I, I just look at the way he carries himself, the way he fights his swing fights. If I make him work, I make him miss, I make him pay, I make myself his takedowns, I press him, I hit him with shots, I make him miss, his shots are going to start coming from far out. And he's going to eventually put himself in that spot. And, you know, his losses are not the caliber of fighters that I've lost to. Yeah. The experience gap is definitely big. Um, I did want to ask you this. Look, uh, you know, Usman's looking for an opponent. He's calling out in every interview, hey, Connor, hey, Jorge, somebody step up. Um, if you look great in winning on Saturday, could that person be you? I mean, are you thinking title shot again if you win of course. this? I've had six title fights, and I've won four fights in one year. How many world champions that you've seen that defended four four times not getting into rematches? So, with that said, so just the fact that we know that was a meet at night, I can go out here on Saturday and show you guys this is the tyrant. This is the one that should have showed up against this one and didn't. So now let's give it on. Let's give it in there. If you really think about the other alternatives, it's going to be other guys that already lost to Usman as well. How does Kobe Covington or Leon Edwards, who also lost to Usman, well, they're going to say they lost better. <laughs> I lost better than you lost. So I should jump you. No. Yeah. Um, if Conor McGregor in, it gets in the way of this process, are you okay with that? If he gets the shot next because of that's how... Conor McGregor hasn't works. even addressed it. He hasn't even addressed it. This is all each one doing reverse psychology and measure. Nobody wants to fight Kamar Usman, not because they're scared of him. I mean... Like, when you think about what's scary, like, what's scary about a fighter? Okay? His ability to knock you out. Kamar Usman has had one knockout in the UFC where he hit somebody and they basically was knocked out, to my knowledge. I could be wrong. You know, I may have to go back and look. But he does not possess the one punch KO power threat that would make somebody have anxiety. So, what could be the alternative? He does not have it. He's not a star. He's a good fighter, he's consistent, he's a hard worker, and he's a good champion. But at the end of the day, Connor's looking for the money fights that people to start power. So he's going to pick a Cerrone fight over Usman. He's going to pick a Mazda fight over Usman. He's going to fight Nate for the first time over Usman. And Mazda may do the same thing. Why would he not fight Nate and make $1.5 to $1 million more than he's going to make to fight Usman? That would be silly not to take that. You know, then, then, then he's trying to weigh on the reverse psychology. You know, who would want to be the champion? Somebody that's making $2 million wouldn't want to be, man. <laughs> because <laughs> at the end of the day, the perspective is kind of slated. I mean, people are worshiping the bad, being that belt, wanting to the undisputed belt. And people are making more money outside of title fights than they are in title fights. That doesn't diminish. Like, I'm different. I take pride in being the best in the world. Sometimes maybe I will less money than the table because of that. But at the end of the day, when I wanted to super fight, it's because your St. Pierre was the greatest and I want to prove I was the greatest. And of course I'm going to make more money than if I did anybody else. But the motivation was because I felt like I could beat him. I felt like he was the greatest world of all time. The only way I could say I am is if I could have defeated him. 
And when that when that opportunity felt like it, it would have never happened, then, you know, I just moved on for it. I said, the way that I got to prove it is by going out here and beating as many people in dominant fashion as I can. And that's still going to be my ticket. So, you know, I just spoke to Jersey by training with him because we're never going to fight each other. You know, why not learn learn some skills from him and, and humble yourself and recognize he was great for a reason. Maybe you should go and, you know, have some of that, some of that residue, you know, sprinkle onto you. Does it matter to you if you end up fighting Colby before you walk away from the sport? Do you even care about that? No, it doesn't matter to me. I want to fight him because I feel like he needs to get his butt kicking everybody in the gym, taking real weapons at the end of the day. You think about this. You can't talk about the division without talking about it. There's three fights in this division and three people that you can communicate with and talk about without mentioning my name. That's Connor, that's me, that's Mazenow. You can't talk about without talking about me. Because the whole reason why he's champion is because he had a performance against me. You can't talk about Wonderboy. You can't talk about all these other guys. Kobe can get his entire name talking crap to me, trying to talk himself into fighting me while I was the champion. Literally, in almost a year and a half, 99% of his social media was me. Memes about me. Because he was chasing clouds trying to fight me. And then when he got an opportunity to fight me, he shoot down his leg. Five times he declined to fight and publicly act like he accepted it. So when you think about it, I really don't have to fight him. And the only reason I need to fight with him because I just need the redemption for myself to show myself and show the fans this is what the fight looks like when I'm really at 100%. And after that, it's, it's, it's bygones be bygones. I love it. Thank you so much for the time, Tyron. Um, you got a chance to do a Roy Jones on Saturday. Y'all must have forgot. Best of luck to you, man. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Take care. Antonina, how's it going? Hi. Hi. Hello. Everything good? Uh, very excited to talk to you. Big fan of, of watching you uh, join the UFC and establish yourself. Uh, how big of a fight <laughs> is this for you on Saturday against Caitlin? Oh yeah, of course, very big fight. Uh, I mean, um, she's number two in the division, so this victory very, very important for me. Yeah, that's why I'm prepared good, and I had a pretty long training camp actually because um, first I was scheduled to fight um, April 25th, different opponent, but uh, when Cynthia Calvi Calvi uh, cancelled, she couldn't uh, fight on this date, so. Caitlin took this fight on short notice, but now we're fighting like May 30. Uh, it's not already short notice, but very, very excited for this fight also. A lot of talk about the idea that uh, Caitlin lost to your sister and now she's fighting you next. Um, were you interested in that, fighting somebody who your sister just defeated? Was that something that, that, that you were into? <laughs> you know, uh, for me... Uh, I had my last fight before in August last year, in 2019. So I wanted to to fight. So at least I had my date for April 25th. Then two weeks before the fight, or no, about three weeks before the fight, before April 25th, Cynthia Calvillo cannot, cannot fight, and I'm without the opponent. And uh, the only one who took the, the fight on three weeks' notice was Caitlin. And of course, I was glad she did it. I was glad that she took the fight. And um, 
So that's how we ended up to be the opponents. But um, besides all this history that uh, Valentina fought her and she she won her and now she is fighting me, it, it's uh, it should be like this. I mean, we both, me and Valentina, we fight in the same division in the, this time. And it's supposed to be like this. One or two opponents we could fight like if... If my uh, goal is to be one of the best in this, in this division and to move forward, of course we would meet um, one opponent who would fight uh, uh, both of us. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what did you learn about how good Caitlin is and your chances to beat her by watching what Valentina did to her? You know, Valentina is different opponent for. I mean, fight Caitlin and Valentina is different than Caitlin and me. Um, of course, we uh, we saw her fights when Valentina was preparing, but uh, measuring this her technique technique of Caitlin for Valentina. Now we know this uh, technique, but measuring for me, this is different because I'm different opponent. But um, you know, I consider Caitlin very uh, strong and difficult opponent because she has great. Uh, Standing striking uh, technique, and she is good in this. You know, doing some things, showing one thing, kicking another thing, showing punch, kicking uh, to the head, showing kicks, punching. So you you have to be. I have to be uh, very focused and very uh, uh, so to see everything, to be able to see everything from her because she can manage the distance. She can applies this different technique, but she also goes on the ground, on the grappling and wrestling, and she's very experienced. She fought in the UC like um, years, and she fought before in 135. She's a strong, difficult opponent and difficult fight for me, but I'm ready. I had good preparation, and of course, I'm motiva- motivated about this uh, to move forward on the rank and uh, fighting her and winning her. Uh, will Valentina be in your corner in Las Vegas on Saturday? No, Valentina will not be in my corner because uh, she had her surgery and now she's recovering. But, you know, being in the corner sometimes requires from you things like warming up me or something like this uh, that she she's not able to do uh, yet. But she's next to me right here. She's uh, she's not training physically with me, but she's supporting me, of course. And she will be somewhere close. Uh, well, that's good. Um, when you look at this fight, the odds makers in Las Vegas have you as the favorite, even though Caitlin has much more experience, like you mentioned. Why do you think that's the case? <laughs> yeah, I I. I definitely think if it's like this, considering that uh, people who are, um, uh, uh, so people, they don't know me, uh, they don't know what my coach knows. They they uh doing this uh, um, odds on considering like experiencing and everything. And if we look in this Caitlin number two, and I'm number 12, and uh, Caitlin was winning all the opponents like Jennifer Maya, stronger opponents that I was facing. So, given me be favorite, it's basically uh, due to my last name, <laughs> due to uh, last name Shevchenko. 
Uh, how important was your UFC loss to Roxanne Modafferi to to you know teach you some lessons that you could use to help you moving forward? Oh, definitely. Every every fight teach you, of course, something. But from loss, you kind of learn more. It's not learn, but even I'm in martial arts more than twenty years. You know, I'm supposed to know all stuff, and I have like hundreds and hundreds of fights, and I'm eleven time Muay Thai world champion. But anyway, every fight is bringing you something <laughs> something new and of course uh, uh, just we looked on my mistakes and we fixed them that's that's all okay um i know you get asked this question a lot and i know you and your sister rightfully so will never fight each other but is it could it get hard if valentina never loses again and you become a true title contender that you'll never get the chance to fight for it. Is that would that be something that would be difficult? Uh, you know there are options. Uh, this this was my goal to be like num- number one contender and to be the champion. And now Valentina is the champion. But uh, there is a like option to go for Valentina in one thirty five division and me fighting for title with somebody else. So. It could be like this, and uh, she's uh, Valentina is just waiting me to move forward, to uh, move up on, on the ratings. That's it. Uh, who is the better dancer between the two? Because <laughs> Valentina always shows us some dance moves after she wins. Um, what about Antonina? Who's better on the dance floor? Here? <laughs> Uh, I'll give this to Valentina. She's definitely be- better da- dancer. She's she's very good at, at this. And me to dance on on inside of octagon or ring is just so difficult because it's for me it's a little bit uh, different uh, atmosphere. <laughs> so I think she's better in this definitely. Uh, what is it like for you, whether you're in Peru or Kyrgyzstan and the two of your sisters are walking? Is You must be so overwhelmed by the fans who to see all the success you two have had. Is it ever get overwhelming? Um, no, it's just a very, very pleasant feeling. I mean, if you have fans who are supporting you, who are writing you. And before this fight, uh, of course, my uh, uh, people from Kyrgyzstan and Peru and Russia and all different countries. Uh, they like writing you, Antonina, let go. Uh, just you, you know, all kind of support and love. And it, this is just great. I mean, it's best feeling ever. It's one of the things that motivates you. One of the things that uh, don't let you give up when you have uh, have to do hard trainings, hard sparring. Or now when you're cutting weight and you are already like you know tired and everything else, but you think about these people who are who who are waiting this date May uh, May 30 and they will uh, they will watch your fight and they they will wait f- from you the victory and good fight so you cannot let them down so. <laughs> uh, as much as you obviously love your sister and respect her. How motivated are you to make your own name in the UFC where when people see 
Antonina Shevchenko, they don't even think about your sister. Uh, you know, I, um, of course, I'm. What what it is, I want to do this, yeah, and that's what I'm doing really. This is my way. Uh, but uh, I mean, you cannot deny and saying, you know, uh, don't compare me with my sister. You can't because you have your sister, and your sister is. UFC champion. How people can cannot compare? Of course they will compare. Of course they will say, okay, her her sister is UFC champion because she is UFC champion. This is a big deal. So, but my way is my way. I'm doing this right now. So I, uh, I this is what I'm doing already more than twenty years. That's what I love to do. That's what I want to do. And uh, just because, yeah, I. I the thing that people start to uh, to to uh, to think or to about my name and uh, something like this, like you're saying, it's just to show good fights and win the fights, make good fights, show good techniques. That's all. That's only one one way to do this. But that's what I'm doing. You know, training hard, go to inside of the octagon and fight. I love it. I love it. I cannot wait for this fight on Saturday. We're all looking forward to it. Congratulations to all your success and uh, best of luck in there, Antonina. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Special thanks to my guests, Tyron Woodley, Gilbert Burns, Caitlin Chukagian, and Antonina Shevchenko. Check out this Saturday's card, of course, UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas on ESPN. Uh, really looking forward to this one, you know, uh, you know, up and down, there's some hits or misses in this card, but that Mackenzie turn Mackenzie Dern, Hannah Cypher's bout is one we can't miss. Uh, I like me a lot. I like me a lot this main event. So we'll see what happens. Winner. I wonder if the winner has a chance to, you know, cut in. I mean, if one of these guys, Tyron Woodley, Gilbert Burns gets a spectacular finish early. I wonder if they don't just run them right away at Kamaru Usman, because, you know, we can talk this Connor talk all we want. Will it happen? I don't know. And with Jorge Masvidal saying that he's probably closer to Nate Diaz uh, than going anywhere else. He's claiming in recent interviews that uh, Usman pricing himself out just a bit. Then uh, it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. Tyron Woodley at 38. There's a lot of questions to answer. You got some splaining to do, but I got a ticket. I'll be ready. You know, they're, they're selling you all wolf tickets, people. You're eating them right up. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. All right. Well, the less the media knows, the better, according to Dana. And uh, the less we talk now, the better. Uh, let's go. It's time to go. Follow us at State of Combat at B. Campbell CBS. And uh, hope you're doing well in this crazy quarantine. It ain't easy, folks, but uh, keep your head up. Fights are back. It's a great start. Stay healthy. Be smart. Wear that mask. Do what you have to do. Focus on your mental health. Keep that smart. You know, I mean, have crack a few cold ones, please, please. Crack, crack some cold ones. Just don't overdo it. Don't kill yourself. All right. Um, and enjoy, enjoy life. This is the new new for now. But uh, you know, you, if you got an ear hole, I'll fill it. All right, with some state of combat. All right, I'll inject you with that performance enhancing audio. So uh, we'll get through this together. Uh, all right. Just keep your health. Stay away from Rory and keep your health. I guarantee you. I will take that belt from you, and I will take your health. Okay, all right. Well, I wasn't going to take that belt. What, what's that, Robbie? I, what were you going to take? Because if I hurt him, I wasn't taking his neck. Or you take his soul. On that note, uh, two words for the people. We out.
It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.